Uh, we are continuing our series um, looking at New Testament or New Covenant thinking Amen. to make sure that we have the right mindset, the right understanding of our New Covenant and what everything that, that comes with that. So we've been going through various chapters in the Bible and we're coming now to, to Romans chapter 6. Now, um, it's quite a, a lengthy chapter. We're not going to look at every single verse. Um, but it addresses quite a few areas of, uh, of, of really, really importance. It addresses uh, death and life. It talks about sin and it also goes into baptism. So it's quite a, quite a meaty chapter. I'm, uh, Paul wants to take us on a journey through this chapter. And I'm going to try and help you with that as best as I can. Uh, so we're going to look at quite a few verses. And then towards the end I've got an illustration um, that I hope will be helpful. Because sometimes, uh, I know for me, that I need to sort of try and put things in, in sort, of, sort of tangible, sort of understanding things that are every day. So um, uh, it's not a sort of brilliant, well, it's, it's, it's brilliant because I came up with it. Um, but um, <laughs> it's, it's hopefully, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the Bible, but hopefully it will help. Anyway. So we're going to start by reading a few verses. Um, and actually, we're going to start. A little bit back into chapter 5. So, can we have the next slide, please? Actually, I didn't write this down, so I'm just going to read it from the, <coughs> from the screen. So, Romans 5, verse 20 says this. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Amen. Now these are wonderful, wonderful verses. And um, actually those that were around uh, last week will have witnessed the baptism of uh, Joseph and Lillian. That was just tremendous times, Amen. wonderful testimonies mm. that they gave. And, uh, and Paul here is using baptism as a really important uh, illustration of something that's taken place, and I'll come on to that. But the first thing I want to address is the question <coughs> that Paul asks in um, chapter 6, verse 1. He, he says in, in, in Galatians, in Romans 5, he says, um, actually, your salvation is amazing. Doesn't matter how bad you were, doesn't matter how awful your sin was, the salvation that came through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ has enough grace to cover it. And in fact, the worse things were, the more grace there was. Because however bad it got, grace was sufficient to cover it. And that's just amazing. And that is the wonder of our salvation. It doesn't matter how bad you were or how far you'd fallen, grace covered it. And because of that, Paul then asked this question, which is a really important one, actually, how Jamie introduced this a few weeks back. If that's the case, then surely... If we want to just enjoy and glorify the grace of God even more, then we should sin more. Because then we've got more grace and we can celebrate grace. And it's, a, it's an interesting question because 
The more we sin, the more we experience grace. The more wonderful we, we know the grace of God is. Therefore, should we carry on sinning? So the question is, what are you doing here? Why aren't you out there sinning? <laughs> I mean, looking around, maybe, maybe a few, few of them are. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> don't, don't repeat that. Don't repeat that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to move on quickly. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, no. Anyway. Um, I've lost my place now. <laughs> the race of God. Absolutely. The answer Paul says is. Absolutely not. By no means. Or in other versions, God forbid. Or absolutely not. Don't, no, no, no. No, you misunderstood grace. If, you, if that's the way you're thinking, you've misunderstood what has happened to you, what has taken place mm. in your life. Now, the problem for Paul is that, uh, and you, you'll see it through the rest of the Bible, he was facing criticism because some people were behaving that way. People were saying, well, we can just do what we like. We're free. We're saved. You know, God's going to forgive us, so we can just do it. If you read the book of Corinthians, that's exactly what was going on there. And, and some of the people were criticising Paul for his gospel. And they were bringing back laws to try and curve some of this behaviour. They were saying, no, no, we can't have this because Christians will get a bad name. Therefore, what we need is to control them a bit. Let's have a few laws, bring them back. Let's get everything sorted. Let's look Because we need to look good here. Let's not uh, dishonour the gospel by having just this free-for-all. Mm. We need some laws. Amen. And that's what happened. And that still happens today. Yeah. That's how the churches and how us, we sometimes do deal with ourselves. Is that because we don't, we want to try and be as good as we can, we bring in laws that, that curb some of our excesses. But Paul, is, Paul later on doesn't say it here, but he says, also, no, that is not the gospel. I, you can't do that. That's wrong. You can't bring in laws because laws were hopeless. In fact, if you look at, read some of the, uh, the passages back in um, Romans, the problem with the law is that the law stirred up sin. It stirred up sin. Law doesn't help us with sin. It just stirs it up. Who's ever walked past that sign that says, keep off the grass? And you think, oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not obviously, only it's just me. Right. But the fact is, law, doesn't do, doesn't, law is hopeless, and Paul knew that. And he wasn't, despite the reputational loss that he could suffer, he wasn't going to go down that route. He's not going to say, okay, okay, I'll, just to curb some behaviour, we'll let a few laws come back in. No, he wasn't going there. And neither must we. Paul's answer, and this is, this is what this chapter deals with, the answer for why we shouldn't sin or why we don't sin anymore is simply this. We died. We died. So listen there, by no means, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And this is a fundamental truth that we... Uh, that Paul wants to get us, uh, gets to grip of, out that we, our old self, died with Jesus when we came to Christ. Amen. And this is a, the, 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 the story that uh, goes through um, the, 
this chapter 6. Now, I was, uh, I don't read that much other than some Christian stuff, but I, I got into reading um, Arthur Conan Doyle, um, the, the, the detective, um, Sherlock Holmes. I quite like his stories. And there was one story in there, it was a bit fanciful, where um, there was a snake charmer, he discovered anyway, uh, that was controlling this snake and um, was, it was going around and it was biting people and it was killing them. And no one, no one knew about it anyway. He, he discovered this, he hid himself in the room when the snake came out. And there was a bit of a kerfuffle. And he gets outside the room and he says, it's not going to, whatever, because they didn't know it was a snake, they just knew there was a problem. He just said, right, the problem's gone, it's mm. dealt with. It was a snake, and it's been dealt with. And he could have said, see, what happened in there is that I got hold of the snake, and I said to the snake, look, actually, there's a better way of living. You can see that, actually, you don't need to do this. You can, there is a much better way. If you, if you just do this and that, it'll be, you know, and the snake sort of nodded his head. And, and that's how I know the snake's going to be fine. Or he could have said, no, what I did to the snake is that I said, okay, there's a load of rules here that you need to follow, and these few, and then if you follow these rules, you'll be a much better snake, and it'll be much better. <laughs> but of course, Sherlock Holmes knew, and we know, that that wouldn't work with the snake. Particularly when the snake charmer came back, and he if he played the tune again or whatever, the snake would immediately go back. The reason Sherlock Holmes was so <coughs> knew that the snake wasn't going to have a problem anymore was because he came out of the room, the snake was dead. Amen. That snake is no longer under the influence of that snake tumbler. The snake tumbler could play as much as it wanted. That snake would do nothing because mm. it's dead. And this was the point Paul is making to us. Our old self is dead. It's gone. It's gone. You are no longer under the influence, under the dominion of sin and darkness. It's, you're not, you're, you know, before you were. We were all born into that, thanks to Adam. He was our representative and he fell. And we came under the dominion of death and sin. And all of us were born into that. And our old self was governed by that. But now in Christ, we died. That old self died. It's gone. And this was a wonderful illustration that, that was brought here about baptism. Mm -hmm. And this is why baptism is so important. Yeah. Because sometimes when we come to Christ, we don't, we don't get Amen. what's happened. Yes. We, we have a, an appeal or whatever it is. We say yes to Jesus. Yes. And something amazing has taken place inside us that we may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. And baptism illustrates that so well, which is basically this. But when we came to Christ, we died. That's right. We went down and we died. Amen. We were united with Jesus in his death. We died, we were buried with him, and then we came back up. Amen. We were a new person. Amen. We had a new life and we were united with Christ. Jesus. And that's what happened. That's why baptism is so important. Because it illustrates something that perhaps we wouldn't be aware of other than this. Um, I've missed a few slides, so I do apologise. To go on to the next slide. So yes, that's the snake I was talking about. <laughs> um, right. So, so yeah, go on to the next slide. So 
For Verse 5 says this, For we have been united with him in his death. We will certainly be united with him in his resurrection. So we've been raised to life united with Christ. And this is a fundamental truth that we we sometimes miss. The fact that uh, we are living today united with Christ. He in us and I in him, it says elsewhere. And that is so vital for us to know. That on, uh, that at our, uh, when we came to Christ, two things happened of, of deep importance. Firstly, his death paid the price for our sin. So he covered our sin. But secondly, it, the, because we died, the power of sin over us was broken. And we no longer are under uh, subject to him. We're no longer slaves to sin, as it says in these verses. We are slaves of righteousness because we are united Amen. with Jesus who is Amen. righteousness holiness Amen. joy peace that is who he is Amen. and because we're united with him that is who we are Amen. and later on in the passage it talks about us being slaves of righteousness because we're united with Christ yes and that is just a wonderful wonderful truth Amen. thank you Jesus and so now we come to what I would call the most important verses of this this chapter Verses 10 and 11. Want to move on. Verse 10 and 11 says this. The death he, Jesus, died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. That's Jesus. That's what he did. But because we were united with him in his death and resurrection, Paul goes on to say, goes on to say in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. And alive to God in Christ Jesus. And this is what he was calling his people to do. This is, this is how we overcome sin. Is that we reckon ourselves Amen. dead to it. Amen. We recognise that sin is nothing to do with us. Mm. It's not who we are. It's not how we are. Because the old self is gone. We are new creations. And that is the power of overcoming sin. It's not laws, it's not the, you know, not bringing things in, it's to reckon ourselves dead to it. To realise that we're no longer standing in that place, we're no longer under the dominion of sin. We get to choose. We get to choose. It's our, we're free. We're free. And, and we're united with Jesus. And that is also to reckon ourselves united with Christ. That, that he is not someone we go to every now and again to help. He's not someone that, that we have to access on a, on, a, you know, on a daily basis because otherwise we're going to be on our own. No, he's there. We are in him, united with him. We, we, he has our, our, his life is pulsing through our veins every moment of every day. And so we reckon ourselves and we say, no, I'm not going to go down this route because that's not who I am. I am united with Christ. That is who I am now. I am, his life is in me. Now, we still sin. We still get things wrong. Because we live in the bodies that are subject to decay and temptation and, and so on and so forth. And, and I, don't, I don't want to argue that, you know, 
we're completely, or we are sinless because we've been made right, but it doesn't mean we don't occasionally fall into sin. And Paul here is arguing how we deal with that, how we address that. So in the next verses it says this, do not let sin reign. Right. See, he, Paul is giving us, he's, he's helping us to see we have the authority now through Jesus. Yes. You have power over sin. That's right. Sin hasn't got power over you anymore, you've got power over it. So don't let, don't let it happen. Don't, don't do it. Simple. You don't have to put laws in place, you don't have to do certain things, you just don't have to do it. It's your choice. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its different desires. Do not offer your parts of yourself to, to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. And so it's a daily choice that we, we stand before God and say, I'm free from sin today. I am free from its dominion, therefore I do not have to follow its temptations and its desires. And sometimes we do, but we can then come straight out of it. And, and yeah. Jamie gave this illustration last week. And, and it's important to know that, that when we do go into sin, it's not the same as it was before. We don't go back under its dominion. Mm. We still have power. We can come out of it any time. And we are united with Christ, so we have the power to do it. So... We have a new life to live. And that's the other part of this. We have been raised to new life in Jesus. And this is the life. And this is Paul's sort of Paul, if you like. This is what he wants us to focus on. Is that we have something amazing to live for now. Amen. We have the life of Jesus, the righteousness of Christ. That is the incentive for us. The eternal life that is within us now is the incentive to us. And he wants us to enjoy that. And sin stops us enjoying it. Sin takes us away from that enjoyment of the new life that Jesus has won for us, that we are enjoying. So he, he talks about being united and this new life and this eternal life, and we'll look a little bit about this later. But I want to just uh, bring this illustration to you, which I hope you'll find helpful. Um, and uh, because of who I am, this illustration was obvious, really. It had to be... Uh, to do with the underground. Now, for those who don't know, this is my day job. I work for London Underground, or Transport for London. And so, I know a little bit about these things. But this is a circle line train. That's important. Okay. Now, I want you to imagine, just for the time being, that this train is sin. Okay. Now, for those that use the underground, particularly in the summer, that probably isn't too much of a stretch for you to get to. <laughs> okay. Now, I chose a circle line um, because it's mainly underground and it just goes round and round. Now, also, some of you will immediately put your hand up and say, actually, Tim, that's not true anymore, is it? And that's absolutely true. It's not more. A circle line is no longer a circle. Um, so just to be clear about that, I realise that it's not longer a circle, but, but work with me on this, okay? It used to be a circle. Um, and it used to go round and round, pretty much underground. And imagine that we were all on that train, 
at one point. And we were on that train, and we were underground, and we were just going round and round. We were following, we were under the dominion of that train. At the time, we didn't care. Everyone, there was a whole lot of people there. We looked at them. They were enjoying life. Some, we thought, were a bit worse than us. We thought about ourselves. We thought, well, I'm not as bad as them, so I'm probably all right. And yet we were all under the same dominion. We were all under that train, and we were all going round and round and round, just following its evil desires and doing what it wanted. And that's what this passage was talking about. We were once like that. Every now and again, the train would stop, and someone would get off. And you would look at them and you'd think, why are they doing that? Why, why would you get off this? This is a wonderful train. Jamie, last week's testimony about her mum, his mum, getting off the train before he did. That was an example where you think, why has she, she done that? Well, surely, this, you want to stay on this train. This is a wonderful train. Anyway, eventually, one day, the train stops, the doors open, and for once, you actually see someone on the platform. And you, 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 it's a figure of a man on the platform, and you hear him call your name. And without knowing, without realising what's happened, you get off the train. And you go with this man, and he takes you up. And he takes you out of the tube line, and he takes you up into the day. Do you want to move the slide on? And suddenly, suddenly you realise there's something different. There's, there's a whole new world, a whole new life that's opened up. Because I listened to what this man said, and I heard him call my name, and I came off Amen. the train. And now, I'm in the light. Now, I'm in, I can see something so different, so new. I have a new life. And then you think back, why did I stay on the train so long? Why didn't I get off sooner? And then you look, and, and this man is right with you, and, he's, and you think, oh, he's going to just go back down and get somebody else off. But no, he stays. And you're walking around London, and you're, and you're enjoying the sights, you're enjoying the sun, you're enjoying the air, and enjoying everything about it, and he's still there. He's with you all the time. And you chat, and you have fun, and you have a great time, and, and, and suddenly you think, well, this is just amazing. Why did he, why did he call me off the train? I didn't do anything. I didn't ask him to. I didn't... I wasn't, but he caught me off. Hallelujah. And it's, it's wonderful. But, but, something after a while comes up in the distance and you see something and you, and you say, oh, that's interesting. And, and it's sort of a bit worrying, but it's also tempting. And you go towards it and it's one of these. It's a tube station. It's a tube station. And you get them all over London, if you haven't noticed. And you get there and you think, oh, I could go back down there. I could go back underground. And maybe because things are difficult, maybe because maybe it's raining or, or, or something, or it's not quite what you expected half the time, you think, do you know what, it was quite nice down there. And we get tempted to go back down into the train. And, and we do sometimes. Maybe because we've been hurt by someone, or maybe 
we get tempted by a sexual sin, or maybe there's all sorts of things that happen. Maybe we get fearful. Maybe there's all sorts of things that tempt us, and we think, oh, that was a safe place. I'm going to go back underground. And we get back on the train. But it's different now. It's so, so different to what it was last time. Firstly, Jesus gets back on with you. Why? What's he doing here? Well, because he's united with him. He's not left you. Amen. He's not gone. He's not saying, well, you, you, if you want to go on that chair, you, I'm staying up here. No. It doesn't work that way. He goes with us. Mm. Now, now, Paul, later on in, in Corinthians, I think it is, he, he, he talks about us getting, getting into sin and, and saying, well, you know, you're, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And, but he's, he's recognising that, that, that when we get into sin, he, we do it with Jesus. Now, Jesus doesn't sin, don't get me wrong, anything like that. But when, he doesn't leave us. He's with us. And the other thing is that that train has no dominion. It's got no dominion over us. So the moment, the moment we say, I want to get off this, the train will miraculously stop at a station and we can get off. Amen. So it's different. But Paul is saying, well, why go down there? Why go back? Yeah. Why, go, why go back? Mm. I'm going to move on to the next verse. Romans 6, 21. There it is. What benefits did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things resulted in death. And Paul was saying, why would you go back there? And, and, you, and you can just see on, on the face of Jesus as, as you're in, on that train and he's looking at you and he's not, he's, not, he's not disappointed, he's not angry. He's just perplexed. Why are you here? Why, why, why are you here? Well, you, you could enjoy the sun, you could enjoy the, 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 the eternal light, you could enjoy the, the, the above ground stuff. So he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't condemn us. He just says, why are you here? What, what benefit is this going to be to you? Amen. Come, come, get us off the train. Let's get off the train. I've got the power for you. We can go back up there and you can enjoy that eternal life again. Not that we've lost the eternal life, don't get me wrong. But actually we can, you know, sin just masks. It masks what the life that Jesus has for us. And so Paul is saying, look, this isn't where you want to be. Let's enjoy the life. And so what happens is we can go back onto the, onto the top. But then, as I was talking about earlier on, what we can do is that we can think, OK, I don't want to do that again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk around London only in the streets with no tube stations. Because if I do that, then I won't be tempted to go back underground. So I'm just going to just go up and down here and a bit here, but I'm not going to go there, I'm not going to go there, I'm not going to go there. That's law coming back again. It's, look, it sounds sensible. Of course, if we avoid tube stations, we're not going to go back there. Very sensible. No. Because Jesus will look at us again, a bit perplexed, and say, yes, but I'm enough. I've got enough strength, power, glory for you to be able to walk past a tube station and say, I'm not going down there. I've got, I've got enough for you. What I did on the cross is enough for you. So I'm with you. So you can, well, you can walk past any tube station and not go down it. You don't need it. I'm here. And so we have this wonderful, wonderful truth that Jesus, we're united with him. We have died to the power of sin. And he wants us to enjoy it and to live in the good of it and not to go down, not to take up those sins again. Because it just leads to death. Not physical death, not, 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 not physical death, not... Not death to us, but they, they, they corrupt. Sin always corrupts. Sin always brings bad things. And, and, uh, and it's, it's not where we need to be. 
you know, things like unforgiveness, things like jealousy, selfishness, all those things, they don't fit with us anymore. It's not who we are. And so Jesus gently says, look, there's a better way. Let me help you. Let me help you out of this. And the Holy Spirit just leads us. Not laws, not these other things. The Holy Spirit leads us into these things. So just look at the... Finish with this wonderful verse, the last verse. Romans 6, verse 22. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The benefits you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. This is Paul's motivation. Look, guys, there is a wonderful life united with me. We're united with Jesus. If you, this, is, this, is what, this, is what the, this is why you don't sin. Because otherwise you, you sort of move away from that. You, it sort of gets spoiled for a time. But no, no, come back. And, and you can enjoy this life. This life with me, with excitement, with joy, with hope, with righteousness. All the things that you now are. That when, when, you, when you are living in righteousness, you, that's who you are. You're feeling free. You're feeling joyful. You're feeling hopeful. You're feeling everything. When you, when you go back into sin, it's just you're putting on a, a garment that just doesn't fit. And it's, it's uncomfortable. And it's wrong. And it's just not good. And then you take that off and you put on righteousness again. And it's just wonderful because that's who you are. And so I want to just encourage us as we, as we finish here. Count yourself dead to sin. Count yourself. Reckon yourself. Each morning get up and say, I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sin today. I'm alive to God. I'm alive to God. I've got his life pulsing through me. I'm going to go into work today with his life pulsing through me. I'm going to greet people because his life is pulsing through me. And I'm going to walk past tube stations and I'm not going to go down, well, unless you need to get to work, obviously. But, but metaphorically, you're going to walk past you because, because I, I don't need to, I can walk past them and with the power of Christ in me and with the life of Christ in me, I can say no to that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in unforgiveness. I'm not going to live in jealousy. I'm not going to live in selfishness. I'm not going to live in these ways. I'm not going to say yes to sexual sin. I'm not going to say yes to these things because I don't need to do that anymore. They don't bring the relief that they are suggesting they do. But what brings joy and hope is the life of Christ in me. Righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Spirit. And so let's reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let's just pray. Yeah, Father, thank you. Thank you for your amazing salvation. Lord, it is. It covers everything. Lord, thank you for the gift of baptism where we get to illustrate what, what has happened to us. Lord, we just accepted you. We just said yes, Jesus, when you called us. And yet, Lord, something amazing happened. Lord, we died. We died to sin. Amen. And we are raised to life with Jesus. And I just want to just pray for anybody or just, just speak to anybody that has been locked in something that they know is not good for them, they know is not right. And I just believe Jesus wants to tell you that you, it doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have power to keep you where you are. You have, you have the power through Jesus to say no. This is not going to dominate me anymore. It's not going to, because it's got no power. You may think it's got power, but it hasn't. So you are, right now you can say, no, I'm going to get off this train and I'm going to join 
Uh, I'm going to go back to the light. I'm going to be enjoying the life that Jesus has in me. I'm going to say no to this stuff. It's rubbish. And Jesus says, you've got the power to do that because I'm with you and I'm in you. I'm united with you. And you can do that. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, we just want to enjoy that wonderful, wonderful eternal life that you've given us. Lord, we want to be those that bask in it and live in it and enjoy it. And, uh, and Lord, not, not through rules, because <laughs> they don't work, but through your power and your presence in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.